On the Job with Francis Leach. It's On the Job, the podcast all about making your working life better. Francis Leach with you. How are you? Hey, we made it to triple figures. This is our 100th episode. That's right. Give myself a round of applause. Round of applause, everybody. Thank you for being here. Thanks to everyone who's made this podcast possible, everyone at the Australian Council of Trade Unions, my uh, fellow co-host, Sally Rugg, everyone involved in the production of this, and to you for being involved as well and being part of the journey. And uh, up front again, I just ask, give us a rating, share the podcast with your friends, and those that you know are going to be into the idea of talking about uh, working life and, and unions and how to make things better for everyone, and uh, you know, bump us up those algorithms so that we get found by more and more people. And I've got a special, very special edition of the pod today. We're obviously very keen and uh, focused on what's happening for workers here in Australia, but we do keep an eye out for what's happening around the world as well. Uh, as much to learn about how other workers are campaigning and uh, achieving great things and also to understand their circumstances as well and stand in solidarity with them. And this next yarn caught my eye because this has been a long-going battle. Now, on Labor Day in the US this year, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed a, a little piece of legislation called AB257, a bill to regulate the fast food industry, but it also gave unprecedented powers to half a million Californians working in fast food restaurants. Now, the Fast Food Accountability and Standards Recovery Act uh, is a really important piece of legislation. It's probably the biggest and most groundbreaking bit of labour law in the United States in decades. It basically underpins a remarkable $22 per hour minimum wage for fast food workers in a country that you know has had to scrap and fight like crazy for any sort of minimum wage, which that's amazing enough. And every year thereafter, the council can bump up the minimum wage by a lesser of 3.5% or the increase in inflation, which is incredible. And the other really remarkable thing about this little bit of worker legislation, which has been campaigned for by activists and unions in America, is that it set up the Fast Food Council, which is comprised of representatives from labour and management to set minimum standards and wages and conditions related to health and safety and security in the workplace, the right to take time off from work for protective purposes and protection from discrimination and harassment. It's an amazing achievement for workers in California and unions in California who fought so hard to get this legislation done. So I thought today, as a 100th anniversary episode of the pod, I'd have a bit of a look at this and, and try to talk to somebody in the States about this legislation and how it was achieved. And I've been assisted by the American Trade Union Movement in finding somebody who can do just that for us. Let's meet Ingrid now. Ingrid Viriola is a jack-in-a-box worker, one of those fast food chain restaurants in the United States. She's married, she's got children. And during the pandemic, uh, during COVID-19 at its height, she had to go to work in the most difficult of circumstances. Uh, she was forced to quarantine and miss work. We know those sorts of stories. She was denied COVID pay and told by her supervisor that she didn't qualify for sick pay and had to go on strike to win sick pay that she was entitled to under California law. And she joined the campaign for the Fight for 15, which was the original fight for a minimum wage right across the United States, and has become something of a hero within the union and labor movement in the United States in her determination to help 
get this legislation passed and to look after her family and other workers in the most vulnerable situations right across California and the rest of the United States in these sorts of environments. And she and her colleagues have won a fantastic victory. So this is my conversation with Ingrid. Now, Ingrid doesn't speak English, so her interpreter through uh, the American Labor Movement, Bethany, has done the translation for us. And it's a bit noisy, this pod. I will say it up front. It gets a bit hectic. So bear with us. It's a busy house that Ingrid lives in and she tells us her story, which I think is worth hearing about one person deciding that they weren't going to take it anymore. They were going to get involved. They were going to be active. They were going to join a movement. And once they linked arms with other workers, they achieved amazing things. So he is Ingrid Viriola from California talking about her incredible struggle to win a better deal for fast food workers in California. Enjoy the conversation. This is On The Job with Francis Leach. Ingrid, welcome to On The Job. Welcome to my little podcast here in Australia. Ingrid, uh, bienvenida a, a mi, mi podcast in Australia. Muchas gracias. Tell us about your working life. Where do you work and what sort of work do you do? So I work at Jack in the Box here in California and I work in the kitchen. How hard was life for you during the pandemic and and trying to work and to uh, you know look after yourself and your family given everything that was going on? How difficult was all of that? So during COVID, it was especially hard because I would say around half of us, so about 50% in our industry, they left because they didn't want to impact or infect their own families. And so it was really just down to about half of us uh, working during the pandemic. And how difficult did it that make life at home for you and for your family and, and at work? How difficult was work during that time? Um, I ended up having to do the work of about three people, just myself, with the same salary, with the salary that I was always making because we were so short-staffed. I didn't have luxury. I wasn't able to stay at home. I had to keep working to support my family. So I had no choice but to go into work. And um, I ended up getting sick with COVID. And I think most of my coworkers in the industry ended up getting getting sick. Um, and then I didn't just get sick. It was also my son, my young son, who ended up also getting how scary was that for you? And you know, what was life like during that time? For me, yeah, it was very hard, especially with, with my son being sick, because I wasn't able to just take off of work, right, and, and have uh, paid sick leave. Here in, in California, they were, were able to put into law that companies had to give us at least two weeks pay for COVID pay for quarantine. However, in our industry, the companies were not following that law. And so we had to fight very hard just to get those those two weeks of, of paid leave that we were we rightfully had because it was um, the law. And so that's when you joined your union, wasn't it? You joined your union. And what uh, made you finally decide to do that? Was there a moment or an, an incident or an event where you thought, I need to get involved here and fight for my rights? Oh, yes, once everything started happening, once this started happening, I actually, one of my coworkers was already a part 
of uh, the union and the fight for 15 in a union. And so she started to talk to me about what the fight for 15 was, how we had a right to fight for our paid sick leave, um, for quarantine pay. And so that's when I decided to join her and to start speaking up and taking action because even though our employers care very little about us, we were able to really band together because of that. Um, and I decided to, to fight for for a quarantine pay, not just for me, but for all of my coworkers. Can you tell us, Ingrid, what sort of actions you and your coworkers took in order to fight for your pay and conditions? What we did you have to go on strike? Was there uh, other activities that you took? Picket lines? What did you do? Because it's a it's a big step, isn't it, to start to become active in your union when maybe you're in casual work and, and you might not get the hours or you might be sacked from your job. What was that like? Fue algo bien increíble porque so it was really incredible um, because that colleague who introduced me um, to the Fight for 15 and the movement and my now organizer with with the movement, she they told me, you know, that this is something that you can't lose your job for, right? These are your rights. You have a right to speak up. And it's illegal for them, right, to, to fire you just for speaking up for your rights. And so that, knowing my rights, knowing Knowing what I can do really gives you confidence, right? To say what you need to say um, and do anything because I know I have a right to speak out for my rights. And so in our in our store, what we ended up doing was filing an official complaint with the state to let them know that this, this company that I work for was not following the rules. We also went on strike. We, we stopped the drive-through and we demanded better protections like masks and hand sanitizer along with the pay. Uh, we had a lot of media outlets that showed up and we were able to also voice everything that was going on through that way as well. How did that make you feel to take that action and to stand up for yourself and for your fellow co-workers? How did that change you as a person? So for me, it was really a huge and drastic change. I came from never speaking up, from uh, letting my employer steal my wages, never saying anything, thinking that they can do whatever they want and that I didn't have rights. And so when you do learn your rights, when you do learn that you have rights and you start speaking up and demanding those rights, knowing that your employer can't do anything since you're not doing anything wrong. You're, I was just speaking up and helping others to speak up because we all have rights. We have the right to get a union, to form a union and to speak up and to say what they're doing is wrong um, because the people that are breaking the law and that are breaking our rights are them, our employers. And we're not doing anything wrong when we speak up about wage theft, which I went through for a long time. They stole from me. They they took from my paid leave that was rightfully mine and they never paid me. They never paid me for that quarantine leave and that's that's illegal. Tell us about the fight for 15 and why that's important and how far it has come, how successful it has been. Because I think people in Australia don't quite understand just how uh, a minimum wage in the United States is not a living wage and how difficult it is to live on, on, on what you're paid unless you fight for a better deal. 
Sí, eh, el... So, yes, with the, with the 5 for 15 in a union, we've been able to do um, so much. The, the latest that we've done, we fought, and we want to build here in California, AB 257, where we'll finally have a say in raising our wages from 15 that we are now to up to $22 an hour. And that's going to help more than a half a million workers, fast food workers here in, in California. It's been uh, 10 years in the fight for 15 of workers fighting um, of hard and continuous work to fight against so many corporations who for so many years have fought against us. We've marched here at the Capitol. We've gone on strike. We continue to go wherever we need to go to share our stories. Um, there are so many stories that we have that we've told to legislators. Uh, we've been able to meet with key leaders in the state to expose what's happening in our industry. Um, and it's really been through the fight for 15 that we've been able to become bigger and one step closer, right? Uh, having a voice uh, on the job. And, and that's our ultimate goal. Uh, with the fight for 15 is uh, not just having a council like we've won here with AB 257, but eventually being able to to win a union because right now the fast food industry does not have a union. It's an incredible achievement that that, that you've been able to uh, to establish there in California, given just how difficult things have been. Uh, give me a sense of how it's changed people's lives to be paid properly. In a real practical sense, how has it changed people's lives uh, that now that they are starting, to, only just starting to get paid for the work in the way that they should? It really does um, change your life in even the smallest of ways. Um, you know, for me, it's been a matter of being able to pay rent at the end of the month or not having to be worried because it's at the end of the month and I won't have enough. Being able to have enough, you know, to help my family, to help my son. But it's more than that. It's also not being afraid to go to work thinking I'll be fired. Um, I think I've been able to earn the respect now um, that I didn't have before. And I'm going to keep doing what I need to do right at work. I'm going to have to even work even harder. I think now um, being involved in something in a campaign like the Fight for 15, I want to be able to give example. And, and now more eyes are on me. So um, I, I work harder um, to to show others that that they can do it too. Um, and they can they can keep fighting um, with, with the Fight for 15. Now, California recently passed something known as the Fast Food Accountability and Standards Recovery Act. Uh, what does that do? I do believe it gives workers a seat at the table when it comes to having oversight on wages and conditions in the fast food industry. Is that correct? So with, the, with AB 257, yeah, it's it's a huge step and um, it is being able to, um, with that seat at the table, we'll be able to get better wage increases. We'll be able to do things to eliminate sexual harassment and discrimination on the job. Um, we'll also be able to have a say in in setting better uh, working conditions. Um, like, for, for instance, if the air conditioner isn't working, that's something we face at many of our stores, making sure that, you know, that's fixed, um, setting better standards for that, or making sure that we're working in a healthy workplace and 
making sure too that we have uh, a management that is properly trained in, in, in doing their job and does an excellent job. And so we'll also be able to um, eliminate or, or go against things like, you know, wage theft on the job. And so that's for right now, all the things we'll be able to do through this. When you think about it, that's a remarkable thing that given how uh, disempowered workers in your industry were for so long, that you now have that seat at the table. And it's important to tell everyone, isn't it, that you have to fight for that. They're not going to give that to you alone you have to fight for everything that you have managed to achieve and that means being in a union huh that's, that's exactly right i mean it's taken 10 years 10 years of hard work 10 years of fighting there have been some of my colleagues who have been fighting from the very beginning um knowing the means that are in our industry and without those people um we wouldn't have a voice or a vote right now um you know this is a, a millionaire industry we're working for it's international it should be one of the greatest that sets the bar on workplace standards um, with great money, but that's that's not the case, and that's why we need to keep fighting. Well, Ingrid, I'm just in awe of your resilience and your determination and that of your colleagues. As a fellow unionist, all power to you, comrade. You are remarkable, um, and we want to follow your example because uh, it's people like you that make a huge difference in the lives of others and also for future generations so that they don't have to go through uh, a similar work environment than the one that you started with. But uh, all the best to you and good luck with your next uh, campaign, my friend. Lovely, lovely to meet you. You know, thank you for the opportunity, and, and that's exactly what we are fighting for, is to have a fast food industry union um, where all fast food workers can have a union in order to um, improve our industry and make sure that our industry is one of the healthiest industries. With Francis Leach, this is On The Job. Ingrid Videola, and with thanks to Bethany, who was her translator as well, telling her incredible story about AB257, the legislation in California, which has finally given fast food workers in that state of the United States the rights they richly deserve. Shows you what you can do when you join a union, you get involved, and you stick at it. Congratulations to our comrades in California for their incredible achievement, and onwards and upwards for them and for you. Don't forget to, as I said, give us a review on uh, whatever platform that you're listening to On The Job on. Thank you for being with us on our 100th episode. Of course, join your union, australianunions.org.au. Become part of the movement to make things better at work for you and everyone else, and I will catch you on episode 101. Bye-bye.